I don't need you blowing hookah in my face like a bad bitch trying to out bad bitch me. I don't know how I felt about that. The hookah bar, you can be looking over at the bottle girls, comparing their ass to mine, trying to see if I'm a part of the BBL brigade or not. Bronx made, Bronx made, Bronx made, Bronx made, Bronx made. Hey, que lo que? Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart presents Casa Confessions, where young bosses and creatives confess funny and harsh truths about their come up. I am your host, Alani Santigua. Woohoo! Thank you guys for joining me. All you lovely viewers on YouTube and Facebook, and all you lovely listeners everywhere, podcasts are available. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Today, we are going to do a full episode of Sound Offs. We're going to talk about all the craziness that has been going on on Beyonce's internet since we last spoke. And also, I'm going to be announcing a very special giveaway. Yes, a very special Doja Cat concert giveaway. So keep listening. Before we get into that announcement, though, Casa Confessions podcast. Please follow the podcast on all social platforms at Casa Confessions podcast on Facebook, threads, Instagram, and TikTok. And on X, formerly known as Twitter, you can follow me at big underscore Lonnie. Please leave a comment rating on any platform where you consume this podcast to join the conversation. Before we get into all the craziness that I mentioned earlier, all the craziness that's been happening on Beyonce's internet, some of you may know that Doja Cat is going on her tour, the Scarlet Tour, with Ice Spice as an opening act. And as a treat for our listeners and our viewers, I am doing a free giveaway. Woo! You heard correctly. One lucky winner will have the opportunity to see Doja Cat at the Barclays Center on November 29th. She'll be joined by Ice Spice, and we can be there together dancing and singing and living our best lives. So yes, you heard correctly. One lucky winner will win one free ticket to see Doja Cat on November 29th in the Barclays Center. I will be there as well. The giveaway... Well, the giveaway instructions are very simple, by the way. It's just four simple requests that we're asking of you to join. And we'll be selecting a winner at random. So the giveaway is happening now and it'll run all the way through November 13th. And we will announce the lucky winner of our Doja Cat concert giveaway at the next episode so on November 15th so here are the rules in order to be entered into this concert giveaway subscribe to the podcast on YouTube so Casa Confessions please subscribe you guys can do that right now I'll wait comment hashtag Casa Confessions in the comment section of this video right now Scroll down and give it a comment. Comment on our giveaway post on Instagram with hashtag Casa Confessions and tag two friends. I'm waiting. <laughs> and our mic just fell down. 
We're all set, y'all. Then repost our giveaway post on your Instagram story and tag at Costa Confessions Podcast so we can see the repost. Super excited to see who wins. And I can't wait to see Doja Cat and Ice Spice together. Woohoo! I'm super excited to be able to have the opportunity to do this giveaway for you guys. And if you keep watching, who knows? Maybe there'll be more giveaways in the future. But I'm super excited for this. Now, like I said before, brace yourselves because today's episode will be straight sound off, honey. It'll be straight sound off. First on the list, there's this viral list going around of places that women say they absolutely refuse to go on a first date. I'm going to just read you the list and then give you some of my reactions. Restaurant chains. So these are like Applebee's, Cheesecake Factory. The movies. Your house, as in the date's house. The gym. Church. Coffee dates. Ice cream dates. Family functions, the club, hookah bar, restaurant chains. Listen, I don't want to be no Applebee's. I don't want to be splitting no two for 20. And Applebee's, I feel like it's usually by the train or something. It's usually like in an interesting area. I don't want to go to no Applebee's. And I don't have a problem with Applebee's. Listen, like I like Applebee's just as the next person. But going on a date in Applebee's is kind of crazy. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you think I'm a cheap date? Like, I'd rather you take me to, like, a local mom-and-pop restaurant that's near and dear to your heart than just Applebee's. I don't know how I feel about that. The movies. First date to the movies. For some reason, it feels like high school. Like, that reminds me of being young and going to the movies for a first date. But I feel like... Post-pandemic, the movies has a different energy to it. I recently went to the movies. I saw the Taylor Swift concert in theaters. It was just a cool thing to do with my mom on the weekend. And I thought it was a really cool experience. Like, it's nice going to the movies now because they were shut down for so long. It's nice going and grabbing your popcorn, grabbing your soda, getting in the mood, grabbing your seat. Especially if you have one of those nice theaters with the reclining seats. It's a fun experience to go to the movies. Especially when you don't do it that often. You go once in a while. It's a, it's a cool vibe. I'm not mad at the movies. Maybe just take me to a nice restaurant afterwards so we could talk about the movie. And not a chain restaurant. Don't, don't take me to Fridays or I don't even know. Don't, don't take me to no crazy place. Don't take me to Buffalo Wild Wings, okay? Your house. Now, the only thing with your house, like, just going to your house, I feel like, what you trying to do in your house? Like, what you trying to do? This is the first date. Slow down, buddy. But your house, like, if you're a millionaire, I hear millionaires and, like, very famous rich people take people to their house for the first date for privacy, especially if they're famous. Like, they don't want to, they don't want it to be exposed and maybe photographed by the paparazzi they wouldn't want their date photographed and put out there before it's an official relationship so I would get it like I know Carisha's with Diddy now but if I were to date somebody with Diddy like Diddy I wouldn't mind if he took me on his first date on our first date to his mansion or something like that because a lot of times it's privacy and the mansion's big 
you got different locations within the mansion. So I don't mind that. The gym, it depends. I feel like these are things where it depends on the person. If if the gym is something that means a lot to you as a person and you want to see how I react in that environment. Some people think like that. Some people are really seeking a life partner and they want to bring people into their world on the first date to see if they can, if you can hang. Like I like going to the gym. Let me see if you can hang in the gym or let me see if there's something that's important to you. And in the gym, you can have conversation. They can guide you through workouts. So I get the gym. Also, I do get the other side of the coin where it's like, were you just planning on going to the gym anyways and you just brought me along with you? Like, you don't want to feel like people are just bringing you along on their errands. Like, what, next? the next day is to go do laundry? Like, we're just going to do laundry together because you are already going to do laundry? You get what I mean? But coffee dates, ice cream dates, I put those in the same boat. I'm not mad at a coffee date. I could meet you after lunch. I could have a coffee with you. If I'm not vibing or maybe I'm not in the mood, I can go home afterwards. Or we can keep the night going. We could keep going on a walk afterwards. Oh, and also, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm sick as a dog. Get your flu shots, your COVID booster. I don't even know what new shots they put out this year, but get all of that. Because, and stop getting people sick. I'm tired of being sick. But back to coffee dates and ice cream dates. I put them in the same boat. I like how something small, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a big investment um, financially and time-wise. Like, as, as a girl, I think the women who created this list were probably thinking about the money. Like, the man's not investing much into a coffee date or he's not investing much into an ice cream date. But you don't have to invest that much time. You don't have to dress to the nines for a coffee date or an ice cream date either. You can meet this man. You can enjoy the coffee and ice cream. It's like a screener date. Especially nowadays, a lot of people are meeting each other off Instagram, off different various dating apps. When you meet the person and when you meet the person finally in person, you want to get a vibe to see if you even like them. It's like a screener. And then if you enjoy them after the short coffee date. You can keep it going that night or you can follow up and then have a more serious, more intimate, long lasting date the following the following time you guys meet up. Next on the list was family functions, then club, then hookah bar, family functions. Now, some of you guys don't have the type of families to introduce to people on the first date. Some of you guys' uncles are weird and handsy. Some of you guys' moms overstep boundaries. Your aunts are nosy. Not everyone has the type of family to bring some to bring a stranger over to introduce them to on the first date. You guys need to know where your family falls in that place. Now, if you guys are, I just don't see why on a first date. Now, if this is maybe like a childhood best friend or if they've been around, they know your family, then maybe it makes sense to invite them to a family function. But I think it's better to meet in a neutral public space. I think that's always the preferred situation. Hookah bar. I don't need you blowing hookah in my face like a bad bitch trying to out bad bitch me. I don't know how I feel about that hookah bar you're gonna be looking over at the 
bottle girls comparing their ass to mine, trying to see if I'm a part of the BBL brigade or not. I don't know how I feel about that. And ladies, I think we need to calm down with these lists because like I said, it depends on the situation. It depends how long you guys known each other. It depends what the intentions are. Is this person just trying to vibe or they're trying to get married tomorrow? These lists are, are intimidating to men. They're going to start, they're already not taking us out on dates. They're just going to stop it as a whole. Like, let's calm down with these lists and let's calm it down a little bit. DJ Envy. That's what we're moving on to from low budget dates to DJ Envy. DJ Envy's business associate, Caesar Pina, is arrested by the feds in New Jersey real estate scheme. That was the headline in a ton of viral posts that were going up over this last week in regards to DJ Envy and his real estate partner, allegedly Caesar Pina. Hollywood Unlocked says iHeartRadio offices have been reportedly visited by the feds. So not only is this impacting Envy's personal life, his friendship, his family, they're also, the feds are now pulling up to his office. This is crazy. DJ Envy, I don't know what you're going through right now. I keep seeing you in the headlines. First, it was the gunplay situation. Then it was you having a little a little issue with Tyrese. Then it was Diddy. I think you're going through something right now that's called when it rains, it pours. For some reason right now, you got drama coming to you from every direction. And when it comes to the Breakfast Club, I'm sure sometimes bad publicity is good publicity. When you got a viral clip going around, it brings the show's ratings up. Go you. But I think it's taking an ugly turn now. And I don't know, you might want to Lay low for a little bit. I know you need to go to work every day and do your job. DJ Envy, and this is the Breakfast Club, but you may need to take a little break. Use your PTO if you have any. Because in addition to this real estate business deal gone wrong, Erica Mena, (laughs) to add fuel to the fire, was recently on Carlos King's show on YouTube where she revealed her side of the 2013 relationship slash affair that she had with DJ Envy while he was married with kids. In this conversation that Erica had with Carlos King, she says that she thought Envy had a baby mama, not a wife. Apparently, Erica and DJ Envy would be up and down New York together and their relationship slash affair was not a secret. Erica said that DJ Envy never wore her ring, never wore his ring, that he would buy her gifts and take her to lavish places. All of this while he had a whole wife and kids at home. He was living a double life. Mm -mm -mm. And now this is obviously old news. DJ Envy and his wife have since recovered from this they went on a whole book tour talking about how they survived infidelity but bringing this back up again in the midst of his legal situations is just a lot it's just messy and I think DJ Envy just needs to take a break sometimes 
the universe, God. I, I believe in God. Sometimes God will put a lot of things in your face to sit you down. And I don't know what's happening in your life, DJ Envy, but maybe this is just a sign for you to take a seat. Maybe you're moving too fast and you need to take a seat and slow down and reassess the decisions you're making, the people you have in your life. Because something, something is happening right now where the universe is just telling you to slow down. And I'd encourage you to listen. With that said, sending lots of love to DJ Envy and his family. I never want to see anyone go to jail, face any legal issues, or see a family fall apart. That is not what we like to see at all. According to a study by Randall Bell, making your bed every morning makes you 206% more likely to become a millionaire. For those listening, I just did the biggest eye roll. I make my bed every morning, not going to lie. I think my mom being very upset and expressive with me when I didn't make my bed is something that definitely pushed me to do that earlier on in life. And now it is a habit. I think studies like this help as well. I think anytime people say, if you don't do this, you're going to be a bum. That'll that'll do it. That'll make you want to do it. The thing is, this isn't the first time studies and messaging like this has come out. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago when Steve Harvey tried to tell everyone that in order to be rich, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is tough. Now, my issue with Steve Harvey when he said that is because he live in L.A. He over there in Calabasas. 5 a.m. in L.A. and 5 a.m., in New York is two different things. 5 a.m. in New York is you got to wake up and you got to put your socks on right away because don't let your feet touch that cold ass floor. You got to wait for your toilet seat to warm up before you put your cheeks on that cold seat. 5 a.m. in New York is still dark outside. There's no sun. There's no birds chirping. It's just it's just ambulances. 5 a.m. in New York is a completely different situation. You're trying to tell me to wake up at 5 a.m. when there's nothing but danger out there. I don't know about 5 a.m. But my whole thing is just these studies keep coming out trying to tell people how to be a millionaire, how to do this, how to do that. Listen, good habits make great people. Like definitely wake up, make your bed every morning. But do that because that's what makes you feel good about you. Do that because you want your outside to reflect the inside and you want your inside to reflect the outside. It's definitely a reciprocal relationship. However, don't do that because you want to be a millionaire. A lot of, Are these millionaires even good people? Like I'm tired of the media and these culture leaders, whatever we call them, making millionaires and billionaires the standard for success or the standard for a good human. Like, no, (laughs) you could be a good human and not even aspire to be a millionaire or billionaire. You can have a modest life and still make your bed and still care for yourself and still hold yourself to a high standard and still respect your family and contribute to society. 
I'm just tired of you guys making millionaires and billionaires the standard and saying that doing these good practices will help you get there. Not going to lie, it does give me that extra push at some point when people are telling me that if I don't make my bed, I'm going to be a bum. But framing it in the sense that this is what you need to do to be a millionaire or a billionaire, I just think it's bullshit. And I don't think it's things that we need to be hearing in this point in time where the whole world is falling apart. People are trying their best. Damn. Y'all need to chill. The City Girls recently dropped their album, Raw. Have any of you guys heard it yet? With that said, (laughs) JT recently retweeted a post with the lyrics from the City Girls song tonight, where she says, pussy on his nose, on my period, Rudolph. Now, when JT says something like this, she wanted to know when she retweeted it. She wanted to know if she went too far. When JT says something like this, I, I just started thinking. Like, I was like, have I ever put my pussy on someone's nose while I was on my period? I don't think it's something I've tried before, to be honest. But I don't know. Some men like iron. Some men like running red lights. So if that is for you, let me know. Call me up. I might try something out. Call you Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> nah, JT, I think you took it a little too far there, not gonna lie. In other news, in a recent live with Kim Kardashian and her daughter Northwest, Northwest recently revealed that she had dyslexia. And in that same live, Kim threatened to turn off the live because, quote unquote, North was spilling too much tea. Now, Kim, I don't know why you're trying to hide North having dyslexia. It's it's a common thing. It's something that happens. People have dyslexia. Um, it's something that's not spoken about as much. And I think people should speak to it, especially a family like yours, who's become the poster child for female standards and and the standards for beauty, showing something real and authentic like North struggles with dyslexia, something that can educate a lot of people. I think it's amazing that Northwest doesn't feel shy and is proud to share who she is in her entirety. And if dyslexia is a part of it, I don't think it's something she should be shamed for. She can be a good role model to other kids who are dealing with dyslexia. And I would love if the Kardashians and Kim especially lean into stories like this. How can we normalize the conversation of dyslexia? How can we push the conversation further? Maybe point us to resources, point us to programs that are investing into kids' education and investing into things like dyslexia. Um, And also on, on a note of completely different note on Northwest, I just love how Northwest is ripping the veil off of all this shit. She's like, I'm gonna say the truth. She will really tell her mom, like, no, that's not the case. (laughs) Got people threatening to turn off lives and shit. I love it. Go Northwest. Like, you are really, you are really your daddy's daughter. You really are. She will fix her edges immediately after someone hugs her and messes them up. She will tell her mom when she's wrong. And we love it. We are here for it. You will say you have dyslexia. It's just this energy that this new generation has, like, And especially you see it in the kids, like they're not scared. They're not ashamed. 
Because once you own your truth, no one can throw it in your face. You are you, North. You are lit. You are fun. And you have dyslexia. Own it, girl. And I really feel that this can be something that the Kardashians can lean into to educate and help a lot of kids and a lot of families. Next, we're on to Jada Wada. Jada Wada's son, Loyal, asked her in a recent Instagram video if she was going to the club because she was dressed in one of those short skirts that girls wear that show half of their cheeks. And it was a really cute outfit. I'm not mad at it, Jada. But people in the comments had a lot to say. They were like, why is your son? Now, Loyal, I'm not sure Loyal's age, but he is young. He definitely looks younger than 10 years old. They're like, why is your son asking you about the club? Why does he know what the club is? Now, listen, some kids are fresh, okay? Some kids like to be funny and they like to pick on their moms and give jokes and and say jokes. And Jada isn't at the club every weekend, like just being in the club. Maybe she go to the club sometimes for fun, but she collects checks. She gets hosting gigs and goes to the club as a way to provide for her son and put food on the table. So if she needs to go to the club to host and get her life, then she needs to go to the club. Now, in that video, Jada did say, no, I'm not going to the club. She wasn't going to the club. But people in the comments had a field day because they were like, why does this baby know about going to the club? Why is this the first thing that comes to his mind? Why does he think to ask you if you're going to the club? And like I said, kids are a little fresh, so sometimes they try it. But also, kids know. If If she was wearing a dress from covering her the top of her neck all the way to down to her ankles, maybe he would ask, oh, you going to the church? But no, she was showing half her booty cheeks, so he's going to ask, are you going to the club? And honestly, I applaud him. Applaud you, loyal. You know how to use context clues, and you can tell by what she was wearing that maybe she's going to go to the club. And kids just try it, especially boys. They try to be all up on their mommy. They want to know where they're going. I don't know. Some of you guys probably know we, as as children, whether grown or not, we try to um, almost parent our parents. I love doing that when my mom leaving the house. Where are you going? Who are you being with? Who are you going to be with? When are you coming home? When my mom out late, I text her too. I'm like, what you doing? How are you getting home? Like, sometimes we like to parent our parents. It's just a thing. No matter how young you are or how old. And Loyal is so cute. And I'm sure Jada is an amazing mom. So y'all need to stop playing. Like, it's not that serious. Monique. Now, Monique, Monique, she struck a nerve. Monique calls her husband daddy. (laughs) In a recent podcast, Monique reveals why she calls her husband daddy. And she says it's because... He raised her. I can play the clip right now and you guys let me know what you think about what Miss Monique had to say. A lot of black women would say, why do you call him daddy? Because he's raising me. He's raising me. My father probably stopped giving me what I needed when I was around 13 years old. So now you got a woman that's 13 And now I'm 35, and now I got a bunch of money, what we consider to be a bunch of money. Let me just speak 
real clear about that, okay? Now I got this money. Now I'm taking care of everybody. Who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna make me grow up? But when that man, when we were just best friends and when we got together, this is what he said to me. He said, when we were best friends and you were married to other men, you were not my responsibility. You were my sister, but not my responsibility. As my wife, you are my responsibility. And a lot of black women would say, why do you call him daddy? Because he's raising me. Okay. Now, I haven't heard from Monique in a minute. That was a clip from a podcast with Janice Mekola, if I pronounce that right. That's actually Bernie Mac's daughter, which is really cool. Um, the podcast is actually called Bernie Daughter Podcast. So there you go. And Monique, she's talking about calling her dad, her husband daddy because he raised her. And... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't a marriage a partnership, not a a parentship? <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to go into a marriage as a fully whole and developed woman and meet your partner as a full, whole and developed man and come together as a union? Why are you trying to replicate a parent and daughter a father and daughter dynamic within your marriage. That was a role for a whole nother man. Now I'm all for calling your husband daddy in certain situations. Okay. A little daddy. Okay. But calling him daddy every single day, like he's your actual daddy girl. That sounds like some daddy issues. Like, that sounds like something that needs to be examined. Someone else needed to play that role. Not that man in your house. That's not your daddy. He can look after you and care for you as your husband. But he's not the person who helped bring you into the world. That was a role for another man to do. And I think that conflating the two can be dangerous. Because as a woman, we should always feel confident in our own mind and we should feel confident enough to dictate ourselves and make our own decisions. Monique, listen, you have a lot of interesting things to say, a lot of interesting perspectives and decisions that you make in life and to each their own. But when I get married, I will not be calling my husband daddy in that way. And if I had a daughter, I would be appalled if she's calling her husband or her partner daddy in that way. Because you are supposed to be coming into a marriage isn't for a child. Why are you almost... Um, I don't know what the word is. Like, you're almost putting... By you saying that, you're almost making yourself to be a child in your marriage. And a marriage is for two adults. I just don't see how that can be healthy. But if any psychologists or therapists want to jump in the comments and let me know if I'm wrong here, let me know. But that just sounded a little crazy to me. Sound a little crazy to me, Monique. Next, on the Fat Nasty Podcast, Wayno, 
had a lot to say about moving out of the hood when you're from New York City. Here's what he had to say. My New York bro is like, everybody is really content with just doing better than the person next to them. Boom. The goal is to get enough money to move to Jersey and just come to your block every day. Right. Yes. Like, and that don't make no sense Still to come me. to your block, though. Yeah, oh, but, wow. But, you put that in words so properly. Like, no, that is no, exactly... Because I really lived it. Like, wow. it, yo, I, my only goal in life at one point was to move out the hood. So my only goal, I was like, yo, I got to get out of here one day. And then when I finally got out of Harlem, I was like, it wasn't that hard. But at the same time, so many people, I've seen people get out. Yeah. But the thing about them getting out is just the one up next to the person yes. that used to fuck with you yes. or the, the person that didn't like you. Like, And I see a lot of do- like rappers, that's our problem Like in Harlem. Like, they cool with, all right, I get a deal. I can move to Jersey. I got a good car. And I can fuck with all the girls that I liked in high school. Yep. And, and they'll yes. just... And, and that's enough for them. No, that's really enough for them. Like, to be on the block, still be able to drink with niggas, smoke, laugh, joke, and just be... That's not it for me. Yes. I gotta go see other shit. Now, we know to each their own, though. To each their own. My immediate reaction when I heard that is like... And what if someone want to get a little money, hop over the bridge, just so they can hide out and no one can come visit them without crossing the bridge and paying a toll and come every weekend or every couple of days back to their hood. Maybe that's someone's version of success. I mean, what's the problem? How is that how is that small-minded? Or how is that not enough? Cause like I grew up in the Bronx and I grew up in Brooklyn. And being in both of those places, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's nothing better than the energy of the hood. Like, the hood is just lit. The Mr. Softy Trucks, the Coco Mango Cherry Lady coming with the $1 Icy's, the June June carts, come on. Like, the, the food... That's low cost and tasty. The people hanging out on the stoop. The vibes. The old men playing dominoes on the sidewalk. Like, come on now. You can't replicate these vibes. You can't replicate these vibes. You could go anywhere in the world. You can't replicate these vibes. And not going to lie, like, you you take a step away from the hood. And the farther you go from it. Like, I remember I went to school, I went to college in Buffalo, in upstate in upstate New York. And I remember being in Buffalo and the time that I was there, that's what made me realize I love where I'm from. Like, where I'm from is lit. Like, y'all got Chinese food places closing at 2, p- 2 p.m. on a Sunday. There's too much. Like, there was no places to order food on a Sunday. Like, it's just whack. Like, not to, <laughs> shout out to Buffalo, y'all lit. But I'm saying you realize that there's nothing better than where you're from. I used to I used to hate on it too. Like, growing up, I used to be like, oh, like, so freaking ghetto. Like, I used to hate seeing it. I used to focus on the negative things. I used to focus on the, mo- the mom on the phone, walking her kids to school, yelling at her baby daddy. Like, it just felt so low energy it felt so for lack of a better word low vibrational 
But now that I'm older, I'm like, ah. It's like this is where the vibes are because you have a different perspective. When you're able to get away from it, so what if we just want to come back and sit in the stoop and live in our nice house somewhere else and drive in in our nice car and hang out with our people? Because what's what's the alternative? You want to be in the south of France? You want to be in a zip code with people that don't look like you, that don't care about you, with other standards that you got to reach once you're in those spaces. Because even though you got money, you don't got their kind of money. You don't got the old money. Like, and to each their own. You know, I think it is amazing to travel. I think it is amazing to explore. Some people don't have those aspirations. But even... As someone who's getting into traveling, I have traveled quite a bit this year and I will continue to travel. I still feel like I could be anywhere in the world, but I still love where I come from. That is the soil in which I grew from. Like, that is me. And I don't know if y'all heard that J. Cole song, Love Yours, but I really feel like hearing that song. Love Yours by J. Cole is what influenced my perspective on this. Because I'm like, especially when I when I went to school, where I went to school, I remember this kid being like, he literally sat next to me. He was like, I wish I was from the Bronx. I was like, what? Why would he say that? Why would he say I wish I was from the Bronx? And it's because when people, people always want what they don't have. People want what they don't have. Like... The hood is lit. The hood is lit. So that was my little rant to Wayno. I get what you're saying. Like people should expand their horizons and stuff. But don't. It's not bad to love where you come from. And just to want to spend your money there. Like just to want to have money. But always go to where you come from. Because the alternative is someone. What you want someone that looks like you. From your culture to be completely disconnected, to get money and then become completely disconnected from it. What's the benefit in that? But that was it for my rant. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Like, am I am I bugging? Or with everything I said, everything in the sound off, I really want to hear your sound off. So comment below now so I can hear your sound off. Now we're up to the section, the segment. I love calling it a section. It's a segment of harsh truth. And we will continue on the rant that I just gave. My harsh truth is that you have to appreciate the life that's given to you. In the words of of J. Cole, no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Come on now. Like, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. <laughs> Whether it's Northwest being told to hush-hush about her dyslexia or whether it's some article or some study telling you that you have to make your bed in order to be a millionaire or whether it's women Telling other women, telling other men what dates they think are up to our standard or not. Or 
DJ Envy and people chasing greed, doing real estate schemes. Listen, it is all too much. And there is no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Like literally look at the life you have and focus on gratitude. Because how are you going to appreciate the bigger blessings that God has in store if you can't appreciate the few that you have now? You have to appreciate everything that you have in your life right now. It's called gratitude. And from there, more positive things will grow, I promise you guys. That is the harsh truth. That's that's the real situation. A lot of people keep thinking, oh, I'll be happier if I move to this house. I'll be happier when I get a car. I'll be happier when I when I lose the weight. But you weren't happy with the small apartment that you had. So how are you going to be happy with the big one? How? Explain that to me. That's that's my harsh truth. Don't listen, don't get upset at me. I'm telling y'all. That's the truth. But no, nah, let me stop saying. <laughs> Moving on from the harsh truth. I, I was dead ass about that though. Like Y'all need to take that. Y'all need to take that advice. I will remind you guys again. Now that we're wrapping up with this episode, I'm so grateful that you guys listened for so long and you guys bared with me and you guys hear me. You guys love to hear me talk your ears off. I will remind you guys again to please follow at Casa Confessions Podcast and please join us in that giveaway. I want to see lots of entries and I can't wait to go out with one of y'all to see Doja Cat. Like, I am super excited. So please rewind to earlier in the episode if you guys missed how to enter the Doja Cat and Ice Spice concert giveaway. Yes, we're giving away one free ticket to a lucky winner to see Doja Cat and Ice Spice in the Barclays Center on November 29th. So if you missed the rules for entry, please rewind when I said it earlier in the video I would really love to see one of you guys there with me and we're gonna have such a good time please 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 guys follow the podcast like I just said and now we're up to a very special song of the pod where I wrap it up with a song that's really been on my heart lately and that hopefully you guys enjoy as well. And not going to lie, I'm struggling. What's a good suggestion, LR? I don't know why Rich Baby Daddy. Rich Baby Daddy, oh my God. That's, that's, that's a good one. Let's play that one. I'm about to start playing. What? What's another suggestion? Okay. Virginia Beach. So I'm going to play Virginia Beach. But before we get into the song of the pod for our YouTube viewers and our Facebook viewers. Bye, guys. Sorry, YouTube won't allow me to play music, but I love you guys. Please leave a like, comment, please subscribe, join the concert giveaway. And I can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye. So what's the song you wanted me to play in? We're gonna lean out to Virginia Beach.
know what you say. Say I could've treated you better or whatever, but I don't know. I think I did all right. You know what I'm saying? And you know how you get drawing conclusions like you got a Parsons degree or something. I could've treated you better. That's crazy. Her. I'm gonna end it right there. See you guys next time. Love you. Bye.